This show is an ultimate podcast group production. Hey, this is Live Better with Natasha with me, Natasha Hamilton. This podcast is all about exploring your mental, physical and spiritual wellness. Live Better with Natasha is for anyone who is looking to broaden their horizons with their wellness, who want to heal, they want to grow, and they want to feel on top of the freaking world. Welcome back to the Live Better with Natasha podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in up until this point. We really do appreciate it. And thank you for showing the love on your reviews and all the feedback that's been coming through on social media. It's been amazing. Thank you so, so much. Right, today we have got an incredible woman coming to talk with us and she is, she she knows a lot about a lot of things. Her name is Claire Morton and she is a master NLP practitioner and she's also a yoga teacher. She's got her own well-being radio show with the Wirral Wave, shout out for you there. (laughs) And what Claire specializes in is helping men, like to, as she says in her words, to sort their heads out. <laughs> so Claire, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Natasha, for having me. It's lovely to have to speak to you today. I know, fellow. Uh, are you are you scout? Are you or are you from the Wirral? I am. Okay, yes. I'm, so. I'm from I'm from Chilwall. Oh, okay. now, now living in Nosley Village, and my husband is from Kirby. <laughs> so nice. South. Well, I'm a Kenny girl now. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, Kenny girl now living in the sticks, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit like me in Nosey Village, I'm in my bubble. <laughs> Brilliant. And we've also got joining us today the lovely James Bert, who's going to come and chat with us because we are going to be talking about men and, well, how you help support men, what issues you come across, how you help men move forward with their lives as well. So, James, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thanks for the invite. Nice to be here. I am uh, in equal measures excited and anxiously nervous. <laughs> I can't I can't give anything away you're gonna to have to coach that out of me if it, if it okay. comes up and if it doesn't come up then that's fine okay <laughs> so Claire tell us a little bit about your background like mm-hmm. what got you into the whole world of wellness okay yeah so I've been in the world of uh, personal development human resources and training for over 20 years so started off um getting into all of this type of stuff when I worked in QVC the shopping channel many years ago when I worked in HR and training there so with it being an American company they were very hot on leadership um really into you know mindset it was it was I basically grew up there so it was really positive it was very open and honest and the culture there was was brilliant for me growing up you know in my 20s and then I left there um, as a as an L and D person, in a consultant, um, to go into a different sector, into the public sector of Nosley Housing Trust and into social housing. And it was a totally different environment, and it was um, it was quite negative. It was people just, people's mindset was quite negative because of the sector it was. So it, it introduced me into another new world of okay, how can I help these people? Because a lot of people were stuck in quite a negative view of the world a negative mindset and we're also quite sick with it 
So it was I took it on as my job to go in as a, an L and D business partner to help change the culture along with the, the leaders in the business to help people see that we can make things better, we can learn new things and be kinder to people and be kinder to ourselves. So that's what where I took I went that way and it was very much corporate and then I found myself doing a lot of hours there, seventy hour weeks. Um, taking on all kinds of projects because I was a bit of a yes person and then I thought you know what I'm teaching and coaching people to live the life the best life and I'm not doing it myself and I I was getting a bit sick and anxious so I left on good terms uh, about four years ago and set up my own company L&D to be able to go into businesses and teach uh, positive mindset yoga meditation all of these lovely wellness things that we should be doing as human beings anyway and um last year because of brexit the training people didn't really want to but businesses didn't really want to pay for much training because they didn't know whether staff would be staying on or not so last year I'd, i looked at the business and thought you know what I'm, I'm doing okay with the corporate training and going in and educating leaders on how to look after themselves and the team but Privately, I was coaching a lot of men and women, but I found when I reflected on 2019 that I'd coached a lot of men and I'd helped them change their lives basically by just getting them to open up and dig deep to help them find the purpose. Because I found that a lot of men don't open up. As we know, there's a stigma to men opening up. And I just decided in December last year that I was going to start this project called the Purpose Busher Project. I had to speak to the husband, obviously, because uh, I, I told him I'd be working with men, and I have to watch what I say. Saying <laughs> it, it's like, oh, I'm looking for men. I want to help men. Um, so yeah, I, and then obviously with with what happened with COVID and the lockdown or the reset period, as I like to call it, I've just had, had to move the business online, and um, I've set up the, the, the men's group online coaching business and I've got a Facebook community called Purpose Pushers Group which has been an amazing journey and um, I've been helping quite a lot of men and it's lovely to see men inspiring other men because they're opening up on their own journey that they're inspiring other gents with their stories so it's it's all it's all really taken off at the moment um, so I, I go I go a bit all over the place but um, yeah, that's basically what I do. I'm really passionate about helping people and helping people know that they have a choice. And when they know they have a choice, they know that there's there's hope out there for them and there's faith. Um, and that's what helps people then move from where they're stuck to where they need to be. And then obviously lets the body come out of that horrible, stressed, anxious state of disease where people are stuck at the moment. And, and this last six months, I've seen and heard quite a lot of, 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 you know, sad stories of people suffering with mental health. So we really do need to do something now. And I think you doing these podcasts is amazing. Um, it's an amazing platform because we need to spread the message that we don't have to live in a world of negativity and stress. We can change it and we can change our mindset around it through the likes of coaching and meditation and getting, you know, connecting with our inner self. Absolutely. And I think the the main thing is just being open, isn't yeah. it? Being open to new ways of looking after yourself. Like a man might think to look after themselves, they have to like go to the gym and like lift a load of weight or like be that kind of quite masculine approach to wellness. Mm-hmm. But there's the total flip side of 
all the other things that are available. Yeah, absolutely. Um, from, I have a, a quiz or like a questionnaire that I get my clients or anyone who wants to do it to look at where they spend their life. And there's there's 10 questions and they rate themselves from things like physical to career, to romantic relationships, wider relationships, the environment, the finances. Um, because I think some people just say, oh, yeah, health and fitness or health and well-being is about going to the gym and, you know, eating well. But it's also about, you know, what what are you watching? What are you feeding the mind with? Um, who are you spending your time with? Is it with family that lift you up? Is it with friends that lift you up? Or is it with people that bring you down? So it's, it's, it, it is. It's not just that physical side of going to the gym. It's all the other aspects of life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. James, I want to ask you, so how do you as a man look after your well-being? Mm-hmm. Like what, what tools do you have in place? This is a really interesting one because this time last year, um, I, I ran a coaching business. I had a seven-figure coaching business, um, but it was very targeted towards, um, oh, how would I even class it as? It was, it was very like male centric. It was very like assertive, borderline aggressive. It was very much, you know, get up at 5am, grind your face off. You know, if you're not doing 16 hours a day, you're pathetic, you know, um, lift as many weights in the gym as you can, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of lost sight because prior to that, I'd been quite into um, mindfulness and meditation. And I've, mm-hmm. you know, listened to a lot of um stoic philosophy and you know i got into journaling at one point and i had a really good uh routine i'd say a, a sort of a, a self-care healthcare kind of routine and i used to yeah you know I, I got to like 30 days of the headspace app and i was like oh actually i feel very calm and, and prior to um, now back in the day when i was a kid in my teenage years i had a real anger problem like that actually sent me to the doctor for anger and i've still you know got a bit of a sort of small man syndrome road rage um capability <laughs> but, but i kind of um yeah, when I was when I was proactively sort of mindful of mindfulness, I, I, def, I definitely found that it had an impact. And as I say, f- through dr- growing this sort of coaching business and the line of uh, of the brand was, you know, very sort of like assertive and aggressive, as I say. And I kind of lost my way with that a little bit. And I, di- I didn't realize I didn't really realize how far off piste I'd got until I decompressed from that business. I, I left that business in on the third of November. 2019 mm-hmm. you can tell you can tell it had an impact because I can remember <laughs> the day the hour the minutes that I left and I just I just sort of it was like letting the air out of a very tense balloon I was sort of like oh it, I physically even as I relive it now you know my uh, my physiology changes my shoulders drop I feel like I can breathe a bit more so I, I, I am I'm not the finished article I would like to do more in terms of sort of mindfulness I, I have ebbs and flows of it I think weirdly when I hit hard times I forget it and that's yeah. the time you need it the most you know I think it's I find it easier to sort of sit down in the sunshine and do a 10 minute meditation I'm reading Jay Shetty's book Think Like a Monk at the moment which has really kind of revitalized my interest for for mindfulness in general but I find mm-hmm. yeah weirdly if I do hit hard times and I do go a little bit back into Neanderthal like oh I'm just going to go and run I feel frustrated so I'm just going to go and lift away I do I do <laughs> fall into that trap a little bit but I'm I'm proactively trying to be a a better version of myself. But I think you are going to be like falling under the category of more of the modern man because, you know, you're reading like self-help books or, you know, 
personal development books and you you know you know about mindfulness and you've put these things into practice and I think the great thing about bringing mental health to the mainstream right now it's not off limits for men to be peeling away those masculine layers um you know I've got an ex who you know, I used to go to bed every night and meditate and put like a meditation app on and I'd be like, do you want to listen to this? And he'd be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. And then because I was getting into it and I was obviously coming across calmer and more, just like more grounded, he then was like, oh, I think I'm going to download this app. And, you know, he started doing it himself and you start to see the little changes. And I think that's it. It's making small, small changes, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think my, my husband's the same as that, Natasha. He he is quite a calm man anyway, and he is quite present and he is really kind, to be fair. And he he has seen a difference in me over the years um, and how I've calmed down. And I do a lot of uh, stuff with the kids. We do every single night for the last two years. Now we've done three things that you're grateful for. And we meditate about three to four nights a week before we go to bed. And it's not like a big ritual of, oh, we're all sitting there cross-legged. It's like a relaxation thing. And he's noticed how much more present and uh, aware the kids are and just how much how grateful that they are. So he really sees the benefit of it. But it, he, he says he doesn't need to do that because he feels he is quite calm anyway. And some people don't need to do it. But it's, it's everyone's on their own journey. So that I try not to um, force stuff onto people. Um, it's, like, it's nice to just share information. And then if people see a change in you, that then will inspire them to have a go if they need to. But I don't know about you, James. I think you're what you've just said was brilliant it's dead open and really honest story which I just think by you saying this and on this show you're going to inspire other fellas to go oh yeah um, I can go in a bit to into an alpha male state to say yeah I'm big and strong and I can look after myself when sometimes you need to go actually I need to just take time out and go in and, and you know speak about how I might feel and if I do feel stressed out I think you talk and like that's amazing because some gents just won't do that so in terms of we've got to let 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 people just find their own way um and I think when James was talking I just made a note of the reason why people don't like to meditate or go into themselves sometimes is because they don't know what they're going to face when they go in and their thoughts and, and the ego so it's it is it is that case of just living by example and inspiring people, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think as well for for me one of the uh, the, the main reasons main reasons of doing it. You know, I got into personal development kind of stuff or self improvement stuff for. Um, you know, for the betterment of my career, I could always almost like geezer justify stuff. Like, well, I'm going to yeah. read Think and Grow Rich because it'll put money in my pocket and therefore I'm more of a man. And then I could, you know, <laughs> but the, the more, and this was like 10, 15 years ago, I was lucky to be around some incredible men and women who sort of like, you know, inspired me to be a better version of myself. Uh, but there, I think that at the moment, you know, the media landscape itself is changing, not just because of COVID. I think it's been changing for a little while. But you've got people like Lewis Howes over in the States who released a book called The Mask of Masculinity. You know, he used to be an mm-hmm. NFL player and he talks about getting into a punch up on the basketball court and how he realised that actually he was the, the he, he hated the version of himself that he'd become. 
And he talked about um, yeah, um, some some um, sexual issues he had as a kid uh, mm-hmm. when he was molested as a, as a kid. And he'd never revealed that. And he talked about it on his podcast, which gets like 150 million downloads a year. So people like that are stripping it back. And I think people, again, like a Jay Shetty. Jay Shetty is young, attractive, cool, current, vibrant. And then he's talking about, you know, he's doing meditations on Insta stories. And even the most sort of like sort of... Uh, masculine geezers can go oh well if Jay Shetty's doing it yeah I suppose it'd be alright yeah. actually oh, I can sit down cross-legged and all that and I think it's just becoming a bit more mainstream and I think also it's been a little bit more now backed by I don't know whether this is actually a fact or not but I think men, men are a bit more sort of analytical and data driven potentially but now yes. there's the science to back up this stuff yes you know, sitting cross-legged and taking a deep breath in isn't just good because it makes you sit still for a minute it makes you think about whether you're a decent human being or not but actually there's a science to the physiology of slowing your breathing down what it actually does in terms of um, your breath rate and your oxygen absorption and then that has all these different impacts so I think sometimes because it's become more mainstream and it's become more it's almost more palatable uh, mindfulness. Yes. I think it's just a bit more of a, I think people are sort of uh, kind of, like you said, the modern man thing, that's become much more popular in and of itself as well, hasn't it? But I think people are also realising that wellness isn't big muscles. Wellness isn't, uh, you know, being able to sit in your own company in the mm-hmm. dark for 35 minutes without having a, a negative thought. It's kind of a combination of all of those things to make you a more well-rounded human being, ultimately. Exactly. Yeah. That and that's the whole reason that I like to focus on men, men because there's that much science there around, you know, neuroscience as well, and the the yoga philosophy and there's a, and there's a science to yoga as well. So I start off explaining to my clients and students the science behind it now, so that they then go, oh, so it's actually it's actually real, it's scientific. There's stuff out there. It's not all spiritual woo woo stuff. And you're like, no, it was actually. You know, it's it's part of quantum physics and 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 the science behind energies and stuff. So they're, they're buying into it more. So therefore, because they're buying into it and they believe it, they're trying it, and then they're seeing the benefits of it. So it, you're totally right, James. Totally get that way. We've got the science to back it up. So more people who are more left-brained and analytical go, oh, okay, I'm going to give it a try because there's some stuff there that backs it up. It's also like a positive self-fulfilling circle, isn't it? Because I think. Uh, you know, Henry Ford said it, if you think you can or if you think you can't, either way, you're right. Because yep. there's now the science to back it up. And because Jay Shetty's making it cool and Lewis House, who's a big NFL player, says it's all right. And because Richard <laughs> Branson talks about meditating and because Tony Robbins can talk to people for like 79 hours straight at his seminars and still be a well-rounded human being because he does it. <laughs> now people sit down and go, oh, meditation will work. Well, of course it works because now you've got the mindset of you're looking for, you know, in NLP terms, you're looking for um, reasons to back up what the, the rationale of your psychology is telling you, you know, your reticular activation system is looking for reasons for you to be right so if you think yeah. meditation is going to be beneficial it will be if you think it's going to be you know nonsense stuff that only you know buddhist monks do across legs oh that's that's a bit airy fairy isn't it mm-hmm. you're not going to get anything out of it i've got mates who would massively benefit from sitting down and shutting up for five minutes and listening to headspace but they'll never do it and ultimately maybe they're the people who need it the most yeah yeah I think send them to me. <laughs> send, them to <laughs> send them my way. <laughs> and it's just it is. It's finding what's right for you. Like when you're talking about like quite masculine ways of like breaking down barriers and getting to know yourself a bit more. Something I did last year is I did the Tony Robbins walk on fire. Ooh. Oh, the fire walk! I did oh, the fire walk. Honestly, yeah. and I th- the whole time I was like, 
why am I, why do I need to do this? It's a little bit aggressive. Like, I know I need to work on my mindset, but this is a little bit cray cray. Um, and it was funny because when you were, um, when I was scouring the room, which was 50 50 men and women at the event, yeah. the men were like pumped. <laughs> Like, yeah, we're gonna walk on fire. And you could see the women. There was obviously there was a few women who were the same, but most of the women were just kind of going, hmm. <laughs> Can we not just go and do some yoga? <laughs> I think that makes a big impact as well, though. Actually, you talk about the modern man thing. I think it's really interesting what you said there, the 50-50 split of male and female in those rooms. Mm. So whilst uh, you know, it's you know, how many people are at a yoga class? I reckon it's probably what, 85, 90% female versus male. But you look yeah. at these mindful, you know, self-development, whether it be Brendan Burchard or Tony Robbins or, you know, the, the people in the UK who are doing that sort of stuff. It's equally men and women who are looking to be the better versions of themselves, which is ultimately what, you know, self-help or self-improvement is all about. But it's interesting that the the ladies out there, go to the events and then they give themselves the opportunity to quietly absorb that information whilst the guys go back to be like, okay, great. Thanks for pumping me up, Tony. I've got burnt feet, but I've got to get back to work and start hustling my face off again. It's a bit of a, it's such a weird juxtaposition of, yeah. of sort of mindset yeah. towards self, self-excellence, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's all about like pushing yourself well and truly out your comfort zone, which I did that day. Um, yeah, it was. What event was it you were at? Um, it was a Prove It event. So Prove It is, you know, the ketones that I take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's all about personal development. It's not just about growing your business. It's like working on yourself, breaking down all those self-limiting beliefs so that you can grow into, you know, the person you or you know you can be and really inspire other people. Um, I've actually got a picture on my windowsill of me. Like they actually got an action shot mid-firewalk with my mouth like screaming, ah! what was it like Natasha what was it actually like so there was about a two-hour seminar beforehand getting us all into the mindset yeah how we are going to be able to do this because as you say if you think you can you can and if you think you can't you won't yeah and it was quite because in my head even though I was like well it's a bit it's a bit much but I was like, I'm going to do it. I want to do it. I want to break down those barriers because I know I've got so many things that are holding me back and have done in my life. And as I was getting closer to the front, I could feel the fear creeping in. Mm-hmm. And they have two, um, like, sh- uh, chaperones. or they, they kind of stood there, like, and they, they count you down to do the firewall. And it was like, three, two, one. And as I lifted my foot to go, one of them put the hand out and she went, you're not ready. And she stopped me. And I just went, ooh. And I just started crying. She was like, it, you're not ready. Because basically, if you're not mentally ready to do it, it will you will burn your it feet. It will burn you, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, oh, she's so right. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And I really had to dig so deep. Mm-hmm. And um, I did do it in the end. A woman did hold my hand the whole way across, but I I did do it. But it took so much because it was that battle of I can't, I can't. And like the other side, going, you can, you've got to do this. Yeah. And my whole prover team were at the end going, you can do it, you can do it. And I was like, if I walk away from this, not doing it, I will just regret it. And I and I did it. And honestly, it was like. <sighs> 
it was like that heart moment. Yeah. You know what? That was uncomfortable. It wasn't comfortable in any way because it was just bringing up all these old emotions of, you know, you can't do it. You're not going to be able to. You're not good enough to do this type of thing. You're not strong enough. Um, And I did. And it was like, oh, my God. It was it was a real um, like energy shift in my moment for me. It's so empowering, isn't it? I did did one in South Africa um, and we got all sort of like hyped up to go and do it. And again, very sort of like, uh, you could see the room very similar to what you said, like the the females are like, "Mm, is this sensible? Let's logically think about it. The guys who are just sort of like, yeah, come on, let's just get hyped and walk across fire. How cool is that going to be? But the guy who was instructing us is a guy called, uh, was a guy called Cobus Vices. And he's this gigantic South African geezer, proper man's man. He's talking about we're going to walk on fire. I'm not going to do a South African accent because it'll be terrible. He's talking about like we're going to walk on fire, and this is why we're going to do it, and we're going to break our limiting beliefs. And before we did it, we put um, me and my then business partner at the time put a, a corrugated reinforced steel bar next to our throats, and we had to bend it oh. um, with our. You know, you do like an arrow break at a lot of these like seminars. It was a it was a steel bar. And the point of it was, if you back down, it will potentially go through the back of your neck. Uh, but if you don't, you can achieve anything. And I was like, well, okay, sure. We're putting it all on the line here, Cobus. Thanks. So he got us all hyped up. And I was thinking, well, I could walk on fire. I could crawl on fire across this. I've just bent a, a steel bar in my throat. But interestingly then, before, so everyone's all hyped up. But before he then let us go and do the firewalk, he talked to, to us about the heart breath. So this big South African geezer, we've just bent a bar. You know, he's talking about how he's helped the Springboks win every game. And, you know, he's seen people heal broken bones and still finish these rugby matches and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, now, before we go and do it, I want to, I want to explain this heart breath. And he basically said that when we uh, embrace people, we do it from the wrong way because generally you'll lean left to left and your heart's on your left. He said, if you mm-hmm. lean right to right, your hearts are touching. And he said, I want everyone in this room now to connect with five other people. And instead of going for the normal way you'd hug somebody, which is just sort of like natural. Yeah. I think it's like built into your physiology because it protects your heart in case someone's going to like stab you or whatever from back in the day. He said, you've got to lean right to right, touch heart to heart. Then you have to take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and look that person in the eye and say, it's good to meet you. And know that you've fully met them as your whole self first and i was like oh my god so now we've gone from like complete masculinity or perceived masculinity and like bending bars to then being stripped away from all of that sort of like um bluster and being so sort of like internally aware and then having to go walk across the fire and i was like wow what a a beautiful lesson it was in in energy in general that is amazing that is pure connection isn't it that it, must was, have it, was un, it was it was unreal. I've never done anything like it. And I remember him seeing it. Again, we were, we were at this event in South Africa. We didn't know anybody. We'd been there to give a keynote talk. And I was like, this is really weird. There was like a weird group of people there anyway. I was like, this is odd. The winner of like the South African voice was there. And um, half of the political parties of Johannesburg turned up. I was like, I'm just going to hug the load of strangers then. But doing that, like touch heart to heart and breathe in with them. And they breathe in at the same time. You could feel their, you feel their physiology stretch and then shrink back down. I was like, oh. It was really, really. It was. It was lovely. That's the only yeah, word I can use yeah. to describe it. It was. It was lovely. It because sounds amazing. I wish I was there. There's so much in going on, though, isn't it? That we stops us from truly connecting with people. Uh-huh. Like so many, ugh, just stuff going on in your own life. Um, like look at COVID, for God's sake. 
you know, mm-hmm. we're all holed up in our house. And it was like, oh, how do we connect? And like, and then everything kind of moved on to Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Zoom was just like, lovely. <laughs> you know what? I've probably connected with more people in the last six months because of Zoom yeah. that I wouldn't have in, in the previous because going to networking events and driving up and down the country and traveling, you, you just wouldn't have got that many people. So it, it's been amazing. However, it's that human connection that, that you want isn't it that face-to-face contact yeah but thank god for technology at this point is and the likes of zoom um to keep us together i know some people will diss technology and social media but again it's how you view it so it's got it's got its great points and then depending on who's using it it might have its, its bad points I wonder if the covid thing is going to change again talk about like the masculinity and modern man thing you know because guys are like do a fist bump or a high five or a handshake. I'm, I'm a hugger. Naturally, I'm a hugger. I love hugging mm-hmm. people. And it's really interesting. One of my mates, he was like, do you know what? He came to my house for a socially distanced barbecue, which is weird in and of itself. How do you hand a sausage to another man from two <laughs> metres away? That's weird. Um, <laughs> not very masculine. Um, but then when I was like, do you know what? I just, I just love to have a hug. He's like, wouldn't it be nice to yeah. just have a hug? I was like, yeah, man. I was like, we can't do it because, you know, potentially we're going to kill each other. But when we can... <laughs> Let's definitely have a hug. And I was like, I wonder if actually that whole genuine connectivity, because like you say, the, the world's more connected now, but are, mm. we, are, are we deeply connected or do we just have more connections, if that makes sense? Yeah. A bit, it's a bit of both really, mm. isn't it? It's like we're yeah. all on this journey of, not all, many are on a journey mm. of like self-discovery because people are – we're more vocal now. People are talking. It's not stereotypes. It's not like the, the fear, like the stigma, like things are starting to like crumble away a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that COVID has happened and people are going online and they're actually speaking their truth because we're not running about. We haven't got all these hobbies and all these distractions. We're going online. We're becoming part of communities that we really love and we want to interact with and we're being honest i think um there's there's definitely more of a consciousness and a more there's other people are awakening um to some amazing things um more so than ever and but then you see other people who are really angry and upset which again it's part of we we need to obviously let these emotions ride through us because we can't just keep suppressing them so I'm, I'm really positive about how the world is going and that we've needed to go through this last six months to realise as a human race what the hell is going on because, as you say, we were so busy doing things and not taking that time out to just stop and, and be present and and look at what we are actually doing in life. And I think for me in March when it happened, it was like, oh, my God, oh, God, what am I going to do with my business? And, oh, um. But then it was great because it was like, I'm home with the family. I've got a time to, to, to get connected with the kids. And even though homeschooling was a challenge. Oh, my God. <laughs> challenge. Can you not swear on here? I won't swear. Um, but, yeah, it was like, oh, my God. And and it was a challenge. And But it, it got me to a deeper connection with the kids and with Mark and it made me realise how much I love my family and how much I missed my mum and dad because I was so busy travelling and you know just thinking about getting the money in that 
I lost sight of everything else. But then I was going around preaching, oh, you need to be present. You need to be, you know, and all. And I wasn't doing it myself. Um, so it was a massive learning for me is in a good way. And I think a lot of the people that I w- I've worked with and who I know have all said the same. And then some people you speak to and it broke them. Um, but I think sometimes people need to go to that place of, of breaking point to get through the other side. I think it's how you interpret it as well, because one a, a massive thing I've taken from working with Prove It and all the self-development that I've done is like it's not a problem that can't be fixed. It's just a challenge that mm-hmm. needs to be worked through. So yeah. when things come to my like land on my lap that don't, necessarily bode well or don't save me or I don't like I don't react to it like oh my god uh, uh, uh." like I process the information now and I'm like okay well how can I make this work for me absolutely and that that mentality has got me through like lockdown (laughs) it's got me through the year it's got me through all the challenges the highs the lows freaking heartbreak you know the loss of work the loss of in everything it's just been like well what what can I do it's just a challenge and it's yeah, a I wonder as well if, if companies like prove it are actually um, an instigator of this sort of big shift in consciousness because like I say you know even if even that sentence you know a, you know an increase in consciousness you wouldn't have said that five years ago yeah. there's so many companies now that understand the genuine power of an empowered workforce or an empowered agents or just just sort of the, the the fact that regardless of the business it's all human to human connection ultimately and if you make your people better your business is better your product is better your brand is better your services are better and i think you know companies like prove it and i think you know um not mentioning any getting... other ones <laughs> yeah 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 we'll leave it there just prove it prove it is fantastic all the others are absolutely crap um, I, I wonder if there is that that having a genuine positive shift because again it's you know five years ago here in the uk it's like, oh it's a bit american do you know what i mean i quite like yeah. it. it's a bit, bit high fivey it's become mainstream here now hasn't it? it's become really yeah. mainstream which i think is great Honest to God, like when I went to my first Prove It event, everyone everyone was like, oh, it's a little bit, you know, <laughs> first pump. And I was like, oh, oh God, is it going to be one of those things? And, you know, I walked in and it was just like the vibe was high. Everyone was just like in a good mood. And it just took a little bit of adjustment from the old Tash who was prejudged, being a bit judgy of, Oh my God, like what's wrong with these two? What what is the alternative, Tash? What's the alternative? Walking with like me head hung low and and saying how weird everyone is. No, this is a really, really positive environment. Embrace it and make it work for you. And I just was like, woo. And I just threw myself into it. I had the best time. It's like, it's how you react to your reality, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I, th- I think that's a funny thing, what you said about, I think people in the UK are opening up to it. They're not as um, as full on as people in the US, because when you talk to people about those type of events where the energy is really high and really positive, I absolutely love them. I think they're amazing. And they happen quite often in the US and maybe some other countries. But when you speak to people in the UK about life coaching and personal development, they're like, oh, that's so American. That's quite cheesy. However, 
more people who are going for it now because it's like people in the US have got a life coach like people over here have got a PT and I think it's starting to change now people are starting to go for life coaching and personal development because we are human beings and we have a life and we've just forgot to, to you know to be ourselves because we're too you know wrapped up in work and the and what what people will think of us instead of going back to who we actually are. So I, I absolutely love those types of events. And I, but I can understand why people would feel uncomfortable going there because it's about letting yourself go a little bit. And some people yes. don't want to want to do that, do they? Because they don't know whether they'll be laughed at or called weird. Yeah. When it's, it's not, you're just being a, like a human being and enjoying your life. We care too much about what other people think about us in the yeah. UK way too much and also like social media as well that's not helping anyone in any sense at all um for me personally one of my biggest life hurdles has been letting go of what other people think of me because I grew up in the spotlight yeah um and when I was an atomic kitten we didn't have social media so I was protected to a certain extent yeah but years after that and actually like my management my old management would be like you need to get on Twitter and I'd be like like this is how like my mentality was like that's a security breach if I do it if I do a tweet and I'm not at home someone's gonna rob me house lo and behold that happened (laughs) oh my god but I was just like so anxious and nervous about it like I just wouldn't do it I never went on Facebook for years I've only been on Facebook for about seven years which is actually not long compared to a lot mm-hmm. of maybe not even that um yeah just like but being judged and and people actually going onto social media and writing the most <laughs> horrendous like messages mm-hmm. and dms and it threw me i was like what like it, it it penetrated right deep in into me and it made me really depressed because I was taking on those comments as yeah. what who I was it was like oh this is what people think of me this is like just how I must come across to people um and I'm really god I don't I don't know how you how you you coped with that I think it's amazing because I have li- listened to your story on on you doing a talk one time and it, it's like that you don't know what people are going through and for you to have comments and stuff like that and for other celebrities I just it, my heart goes out to you because people just don't realize what they're doing to people it's sad and I, I think it's it's more concerning now for like obviously I think about the kids not yeah. so boys like they're not really bothered and when they do post something on social media it's, it's like a computer game or whatever you know yeah. something like boys but it's it's the girls isn't it they put themselves out there and the next minute they're getting bullied because they're too pretty or you know they've got blonde yeah. hair and they say, oh, I was talking to someone the other day and I like, oh they're getting bullied because they're, they're pretty and got blonde hair and I was like oh well our times change because I got bullied because I look funny and I had ginger hair and a brace these There's always there been people out there. You ju- you can't, honest to God. And I know some people go out the way. It's like the job to do stuff like that. They set up fake accounts, don't be and just troll the net. But it's that whole thing about growing that, you know, being comfortable with yourself again and going out to the yeah. world and going, this is me. And I don't yeah. care what you think. If you love me, you love me. If you don't, you don't. 
It's such Absolutely. a double-edged sword, isn't it? With when you think about the social media, because I think it's sort of it's put up some walls, and I think it's also brought brought down some walls. I know in a previous episode that you had done, Natasha, you talked to uh, Matt Johnson, and on the surface of it, you look at him and you think, yeah, he's got his life all together. He's on the TV. He's probably the second most handsome man in Wales after Steve Jones. Hashtag man crush. Uh, I'm not a man, I can say that. Um, you know, he's on the telly. He's giving people thousands of pounds through the postcode lottery. He's got it all together. It's only through things like, or it's more prevalent through things like social media, that you can see actually the willingness to share the struggles. It's not just that, uh, you know, you don't just see the the polished end result. You know, back in the day when you were cu- sort of coming up, um, just starting out, they showed the end product, you know, Atomic Kitten, the well put together girl group was the end product. They didn't show the struggles, the behind the scenes, the rehearsals, the getting it right, the getting it wrong, the hours mm-hmm. in the studio, the struggles that you went through. And I wonder now if it's it's kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because it's it's more, you're more accessible. But I wonder if weirdly because of that, you're more accessible, if that makes sense, because yeah. you're not put on such a pedestal if you use social media in the in right way right for you. Way. So I wonder, but... I, yeah, do you think, like, Natasha, not to sort of turn the interview back on yourself, <laughs> podcast, but would you, um, could, would you do it again now with social media as it is? Would you, would you aim to become the sort of the pop star you became, knowing what it entails online twenty four seven? Um, I do worry about the mental effects it will have on people. So obviously, if this is the platform they've only ever known, if they've come into the music industry and the way they have to self-promote is via social media. Um, I mean, I know some certain artists will have some their accounts managed, um, but some people don't. And it does, I, I do worry, I think, well, that's all going to penetrate their armour, no matter how strong you are. It's going to have some kind of, it's going to leave a residual energy and, you know, are there, um, are there things in place to help people, young people in the music industry coming through who might be getting trolled and might be getting bullied online to help support them and keep them mentally strong while they're still having to work their way through the whole social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if, if it gets, I just don't know what support is there. Where, back in my day, there was none. You know, you talk, I talk to the girls. Yeah. Or maybe like our tour manager. But, you know, if you were if you were getting harassed by the press, it was like, yeah, suck it up and get on with it. Yeah, that's it's sort of the like job, the, type, yeah. the type of thing that you have to put up with. It. But you shouldn't really. And I think there should be something out there for for that reason but I I don't know whether there is I went to an event a couple of weeks ago where it was um, a mental health charity event it was called Hands Across the Park and there was a couple of football ex-football players there and it was great because they were talking about their mental health and it was really inspiring to hear these big strong blokes talking about how they've suffered and um, part of it was questions around about young footballers young lads you know being um, put up on a pedestal at the age of seven eight, nine, ten, and then getting let down by clubs. And they were like, what's in place for these? And it was like, well, nothing really, because it's really the parents that are bigging them up. And parents need to maybe support the children a bit more and not build their lives up as, you know, you're going to be this superstar, whether it's football player or pop star. But then it's like, well, what support have the parents got? Because some people have just not got that emotional intelligence yeah. Um, yeah. to be aware to 
help the kids or, you know, help the teenagers. So I don't think there's anything there, as far as I'm aware, for people in that realm of stardom. I don't think there is. But it's that whole thing about make sure that you hang, you, you're with people, that you trust people, that love you so that you can... Um, you know, be yourself and you can open up if you're upset or you're, you're feeling quite down. Actually, I mean, God, I, there's so much I could say about what you've just said. And I'm like, that's a whole different podcast. But um, yeah, it just takes me back to, you know, I signed a 1.5 million record deal when I was 15. Oh my God. You know, my mum and dad are just normal working class, you know, family. Yeah. Um, to be fair, they're so grounded and like just sound that yeah. I was all right. My dad always used to say to me, listen, girl, there'll always be someone who sings better than you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was his way of stopping me from getting a big head. But, you know, yeah. seeing it yourself, like from like these online, like pop idol and pop stars, whatever, you know, all them shows and the parents, the pushy parents oh. pushing them. And God bless the child, you know, they're not that talented. But yeah. the parents made them believe that they're the best thing since sliced bread. And when they're getting knocked back publicly, sometimes, you know, really embarrassed publicly on TV, yeah. you think, what's going to happen to that child? Yeah. I know, and the parents have I've got there's no awareness at all. It's like they've put all their eggs in the basket of this kid this kid's gonna save our lives by becoming yeah. famous. That's um, and it's it's quite sad and I don't think that they realise the effect that they have on them because I know we don't have lessons in being parents. It's like it happens, doesn't it? But yeah. um there's some people out there that are just unaware and they really do not know what shaped that kid for the future and it's it's quite it's quite upsetting really oh my god well we've covered many topics today guys (laughs) i know it's like you can go into one you go down one rabbit hole and then you're into another aren't you because again it's all it's life it is it's all of that stuff and it all boils down to what ever evolving we're never going to know it all we're never going to be able to learn enough as long as we're open to listening to a podcast like this or opening a book or listening to somebody else's journey and story then that can help us on our own well-being journey Claire you've been fantastic James you've been awesome thank you so much for spending time with me today and hopefully catch up with you soon thank you so much thank you for having me Thanks for listening to this episode of Live Better with Natasha. If you have enjoyed the show, please give it a five-star review on whichever platform you get your podcasts. It helps us more than you can imagine to reach more people and share important lessons and conversations about mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. You can also connect with Natasha and become part of the Live Better movement right now by clicking the link in the show notes. If you're serious about scaling your personal or business brand, then you need to be producing audio. Yes, you need a podcast. Podcasting is exploding right now and means that you can reach a global audience, be seen as the expert in your marketplace, collaborate with world-renowned influencers, turn followers, fans, and listeners into paying clients, and open up a world of opportunities. So when you're ready to add the power of podcasting for your brand and business, check out the Ultimate Podcast Group, the team that make this very podcast ultimate podcast group your one-stop full service agency for all your production needs for more information click the link in the show notes now